your favorite band's about to play a sold-out show. You got in... Over here! ...with a friend and found a spot close enough to see the set list. They're definitely playing your song. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Bet MGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code CHAMPION200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with Bet MGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 when you bet $10 on an MLB game and either team hits a home run. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Hi there, this is Jim the Keys bartender, and I'm here with Papa Joe. We're uh, we're doing this show. I'm, I'm banking this show because next week I have uh, my coworker Holly at the Catch Restaurant in Key Largo is going on for a British fans on a holiday. Oh, good, good, good goodness, goodness, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> she's going. She's going to California. And she's going to uh, one of those uh, three-day concert events where you know they get you buy tickets and multi-stage things and stuff. And she, Holly, deserves it. She works really hard, uh, and she did fill in for me when I went to Poland. And I went to Poland for two weeks. And when I imagine when you have a uh, at a small rest at a small restaurant or small company when you have very few employees and you have several employees at work. The lion's share of the hours. And I have, out of everyone where I work, I have the most shifts, total shifts, bartending shifts, okay. followed by Holly, and then Paige, and then Victoria. And what happens is when you go, you have, you know, th- those people have to give up their normal days off to come in. And I do appreciate that. I do, I do. That's I the way that. team. That's the way teamwork works. You yeah, know? and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and do that next week. I think I might be able to do if we could do like a day one, maybe do another one day one on Tuesday. Uh, we're using our powered mic, so you might hear a slight, the cavernous echoes of the house because I don't have the soundproofing for it. But it's still, still better than some of the echoey shit I put out. I have a problem <laughs> with my, um, my jack detecting. Uh, my jack is jacking me off right now. Yeah, my jack is jacking me off. Jacked you good. It jacked me good. So uh, we're here. We're I, I got Papa Joe his favorite his Coca Cola with the real sugar. Yes, the Mexican Coca Cola. The Mexican Coca Cola. <laughs> it comes here legally. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I got it at the Publix. Mm. So you can really tell the difference when you're drinking that. Yeah, we're both old enough to know that when we were kids and we drank a Coke, you know, small bottle. Yeah. Or this being the normal bottle. Yeah. You used to get out of the machine. Yeah. You know, you put 10 cents in. And yeah, yeah. Sometimes. You open the door and then, you know, yeah. you pulled it out of the individual slot. Yes. Remember those machines? Yeah. Okay. Well, when you're a kid and you taste the Coke, that's what Coke tasted like. Then, yeah. right, time goes by corn and syrup. they start using... High fructose corn syrup. High fructose corn syrup and they put it in aluminum cans, which eh, that changes the taste a little bit. I thought, when I was in there, I was looking, I go like this, bottle, bottle, can, and I go, that's not, you know, I noticed, if I remember correctly, Joe likes to, uh, he likes the bottle, the glass. And the Mexican one, because. Oh, I didn't know, I didn't know it was Mexican, but the only one they had was Mexican. This bottle is the Mexican bottle. The U.S. glass bottle is slightly shorter, and it has high fructose corn syrup. The guy at the, uh, Ray, the the guy at the uh, Publix explained it to me. Did he really? Yeah, he explained it to me. He told me, I go like this one a lot. I got the Mexican. I said, I don't know what that means. And he just explained it to me. Yeah. He told me this. And I said, well, I went, aha. I snapped my fingers. Aha. Uh-huh. There there we go. So. It's not that sugar is really any. Sugar, obviously, is not good for you. 
yeah. in, in large amounts. I, I try to have maybe one or two of those a day, but I'm, I stay fairly active. Um, but high fructose corn syrup, on the other hand, um, banned in many countries because it, it is a poison to your intestines. Um, and sugar is in everything. It's, it's really a shame. So, well, the thing about it, I think, and this is, uh, if you think of it along the continuum of if you factor in evolution, our digestive system, just like you would a cow or a, a dolphin, what they eat normally, what they've eaten, uh, it's only highly processed foods, maybe the last hundred years at most, they started processing, well, the starting of canning, where they had to add more chemicals to things to make them last. And then you started adding different compounds to it that humans didn't evolve on the lines of doing that. There was more, it was more some uh, grain. Grain actually is only the last 6,000, 8,000 years. Grain is yeah, something. Evolutionary. Evolutionary. That's not a lot of time. It's a, it's a drop in a bucket. So meat and, and, and recently, there's some, it's a lot of meat, a lot of vegetables, a lot of fruit. And sometimes people have been sh- uh, shitting on fruit. Um, <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe because the fruit's making them shit. Yeah, making them shit. No, but they, they've seen that stuff, but they've been eating fruit and vegetables and meat for the longest time from the beginning. Right. I mean, it was, it was meat. We're carnivores. Right so they go and say, but saying that's maybe that it worked good for the mix of hunting gatherers and how they needed to add store energy and things like that. And then, but this, uh, idea, I guess our science got ahead of our understanding of the human body. You get what I'm saying? The science of preserving foods, making it taste good, oh, making absolutely. it desirable. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. McDonald's and stuff like that. The science or whether of, it's corporately... The science of commercializing yes. the food distribution yes. versus the science of what, what does the body really need and what's best yeah, for and it. And McDonald's, when they came up with their burgers and stuff like that, did not think, well, we wouldn't What's going to provide the best nutrition? No. And it's funny. Actually, Soylent <laughs> Green, the movie, and actually it was 1971 maybe or something. I'm just saying that. Of course, someone 71. just mentioned it. It was set, you know, at the time, I think it was set. It was set in the year 2020. I just read that. It was set. In uh, my guess would have been 2050, but. A 2020. 2020. Is it 2020? 2020? Yeah, yeah. Always 50 years ahead of that uh, time. So it was far enough in the future where they could probably visualize. Poor Charlton Heston. Yeah. And, but they actually, Soylent Green was actually a more nutritious substance for people than a lot of shit that's out there. Well, it was just freeze dried people. Soylent Green was freeze dried people. Was it freeze dried? Yeah, you had to. You had the movie. The basis of the movie. Was well, I know. I thought they had a certain it at a certain. Oh, age. I know about it, but I didn't know the process. Wait, I didn't what? have a problem with the people. I'm not disputing the people. I'm disputing the process. I thought it was the freeze drying. Weren't wasn't it like a, a, pat- a biscuit? Wasn't I thought Soylent green? green was more of like a, a liquid, like a goo. Was it? I knew that you went into a vat, and they showed that one scene: the vats turning. Yeah, and it was green. And, but what they would eat, I thought was dried. I could have been. I mean, that's either, uh, I have to watch that movie. A, you, uh, you know what? Like, it's funny. It goes hand in hand what we want to talk about in this episode. We're agreeing here to disagree because it's not that big a deal because the, of essence, of, the essence of the show was turning people into, into food. Right. So why would you argue over, well, was it? freeze-dried, or was it uh, chemically breaking down and turned into a goo and things like that? I may be mistaking it for something else in the future. There was a great bit on Saturday Night Live where they did. Um, John Goodman was being interviewed as the director and creator of Soylent Green, <laughs> and he did Soylent Green too. And Phil Hartman played Charlton Heston in the jumpsuit and all that stuff. And uh, Mike Myers is uh, uh, Mike Myers, and uh, who's the heavy guy? Uh, remember the guy that died? The, the guy, uh, the comedian, fully uh, down by the river, uh, fat man in uh, yeah, small suit. I, I, Foley. I guess. Foley. No, no, Foley no. was the character's name. Oh, Christ! Okay, Chris Farley. Chris Farley. Yeah. Chris Farley. So that <laughs> I think they're in this one. No, this is a weird thing about memory. And they go doing Soul and Green too, and all of a sudden they go like. 
oh, wow, it's great. Soiling cream 2 tastes as good as soiling cream 1, but they don't make it for people anymore. And all of a sudden, Charles Hansen busts in his jumpsuit, and his, his velour, I think it was a velour jumpsuit, I can kind of remember, he goes, so, he does it with the great Charles Hansen, he goes, soiling cream. Uh, oh my God, I'm sounding like Shatner. Uh, soiling cream, it used to be made for people, and they said they didn't make it for people, but they're still making it for people, and he's screaming, right? So, uh, they go back to John Goodman, he goes, yeah, that was, and they go, that was pretty, and the guys are screaming in the background, and uh, they go, John Goodman goes, yeah, that was pretty good. It wasn't as big a receipt because they kind of knew that what was going to happen. So then uh, we went to uh, Soylent Yellow, I think they did this, and then they did Soylent Paper, <laughs> and Mike Myers is in an office, and they go, it's amazing, we're in a future, and we have tons of trees, but we also have a limited amount of paper. Right? And now all of a sudden, they're just typing away and doing shit like that. And then Charles has a bust and he goes, solid, it's solid paper, it's made from people, people. And they're holding <laughs> this paper and they're screaming. So, um, I don't know why I brought that up. Something like that. Because it was really pertinent. So what we eat. And we could agree on what the process was or, or what, how people ended up as soil and green, whether they were freeze dried or goo. The point that right. the concept was, I think it would probably be better as a biscuit or maybe a hamburger. People are just, uh, someone did make an allusion to it, alluded to it, was um, that miracle meat <laughs> could be made from people. But well, then that would be neat. Then well, that would defeat right. the whole purpose. It'd be like Spam. Yeah. Well, Spam's made from ham. It's well, scrap. Of course. It's, it's, a scrap it's a scrapple. It's not as bad as scrapple, I think. I think spam um, is spam is actually bits of the meat suspended in fat. Well, glycerin, which is probably just a, well, isn't glycerin just a? It's fat, fat, right? Yeah. So um, there's nothing wrong. Look, spam is spam, unless of course you want to sing about it. Like I told you, I told you about scrap, right? Scrapples, organ meat, like, and everything like, like that. It's already cooked. What? Like head cheese? Yeah, it's everything. Yeah. It is everything. And it's coagulated together. Same First way. time I saw head cheese, I was, I almost vomited. Really? Yeah. Um, well, head cheese is in that, it's organ meat. It, well, it's all kinds of meat. It looks like, I mean, I can't answer this definitively. Maybe someone out there can, but you know, it's, it's literally, it, you can see the glycerin. It's fairly translucent. Yeah. And it's, uh, firm enough that they, they, you know, it looks like a giant, uh, b- bologna. You oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's the right. one with the olives in it and all that stuff. Oh, well, uh, yeah, it's got What's all that big stuff. Big called? chunks of meat. Well, olive loaf. Olive loaf. Yeah. Olive loaf with all that stuff in it. Yeah. I like olive loaf. Because it's, it's, it's meat, processed meat with olives in it. Head cheese is the glycerin. Oh, no, no, no. With the the one, the glycerin, that's the one. That's head with, cheese. With the chunks of whatever. And you, mystery they meat. It, yeah, they slice it up. It's and thicker. They, right. And it's, I, I just remember the first time I saw it. Um, kind of turned my stomach. It's kind of goopy. Yeah, I don't, I don't, what do I you, could eat it. I could eat what it. What do you, you put it on a sandwich? What do you, you put do? Put it on a sandwich. Put it on bread. Oy. It's like bread and butter. Wait, I'd rather Lard. just, you know, for less money, you get the bologna. <laughs> bologna. Yeah, I gotta know what you're saying about that bologna. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we, um, prior to the show, we were just thinking about, um, the tone of disagreement today. Uh, today, um, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do it. The, 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 the current president, uh, whose name will, you know, like Voldemort, I don't like to say his name too often. Uh, he's on the White House lawn. I don't know if you watch this. He gave a little press conference on the thing. And at, it's all in the news right now. He goes, Besides agreeing that he asked Ukraine to investigate the Bidens, he mentioned that um, maybe China should be looking into it. So he asked another country to do it, right in front of the Washington press corps. And he asked that. And uh, I went on Facebook and I uh, parried it and I said, you know, maybe we should, uh, I like that, uh, since it's okay to do it because the president does anything, I'd like to ask France and I think he said Germany or maybe Canada to investigate the Trumps. 
you know, just to get all the dirt on the Trump. So we, so the next election, so that's all right, right? It's just all right right now. So someone goes and says to me, the guy sends it, it says, well, you got to do Obama first. And I go, Hey, you done it. Do you understand? I just did a parody of what just happened. What the guy you support just said. And he could have very well have said, do Obama first, but he chose not to. But then again, he's, you know, everyone thinks he's a very stable genius. And that's pretty much all I have to say about the command. But the level of discourse, when something happens in front of you, like uh, the police officer. The one in Dallas? Yeah. yeah. She goes in, she just got convicted. She goes into the wrong, goes to the wrong apartment. Guy's eating cookies and cream ice cream or something like that, supposedly. And uh, I guess the door's unlocked or something. Because why would she be unlocking her door? And if she doesn't have the right key, I don't get that part. She opens her, she, I guess the door's unlocked. Mm-hmm. It has to be. Yeah, she walked in. She walks right in to, why, if the door to my apartment was unlocked, I'd be, I'd question whether it's my apartment. And then I have to look around. Well, that, question. evidently that put her on high alert. Um, and then upon seeing him, but there's other things like the big bright red, uh, welcome doormat now, outside his door that she didn't have. Two, and I'm sure that she's in, she's on the floor above him. So whether she took the stairs, she counted the wrong floors, or she took the elevator, I, she pushed I, the wrong button. I, I've done that before, but I was intoxicated. Yeah, I was and, intoxicated and, when and, I did. and that's where I'm kind of going with this. She says, "Oh, I worked a lot of hours." Well, you know, on the job, but intoxicated that that would be a, a, a uh, I don't know if it's an affirmative defense, but but it's what a, happened is you know the nice thing about it there is a silver lining to this whole thing. It was horrible that she only. I mean, she got 10 years, which was kind of generous. Well, she got convicted of murder and sentenced to 10 years. It is is very generous. Very generous. But the brother, uh, thinking about it, uh, in in the end, when they did the uh, impact statements, the brother asked, he said he he still loves the person as a person asked if he can give her a hug. And she gave him a hug. And the judge who was a, a black woman, gave her a hug and a Bible. And I'll tell you, for a shitty situation, a very shitty situation, that was a beautiful thing. It, it reminded me of the um, reconciliation uh, committees that Nelson Mandela instituted yes. after uh, apartheid. Because, holy shit. Well, what else was he left with? But to do that was the smartest move. In it fact, was the smartest was a move. Brilliant. It was, move. It, was, it was much like after the Civil War, where um, Abraham Lincoln knew that he was going to have to heal the country, and you had a lot of people with hard feelings. And the shame about it, when it comes to extremism, on the right and the left, on the right and the left, I'll say that. Um, I will not equate white nationalists with the left people. The left people aren't that way. The most extreme could be. But it's not as large and is a, a, a large movement as the extremist movement. I think because of the way you identify, it's easier to identify with a race of people and they get a bigger bulk of people. So extremism on the left is smaller due to the... Uh, way they um, identify. Identify in these little groups and they have extremist views and stuff like that. And there are extremists on the left. There are extremists on the right. I won't call Antifa that group. To be an anti-fascist is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, what? There's a group called Black Block. Yeah. Um, they're anarchists. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Black Block, um, from everything I've read, has uh, co-opted the Antifa movement. Uh-huh. So Antifa, anti-fascists, yeah. um, they're anarchists. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, it's, it's great. It's like saying the uh, the American Knights of, of of Southern Pride, and well, okay, great, those are great words, I guess, but uh, they're Klansmen. 
so they're really not this amalgus, you know, we're just here happy to be white guys with you waving the American flag. We're really Klansmen, so we have a whole other agenda. Antifa has another agenda. Uh, it's anarchy. They they do not like systems of government. They want what happens is you know they were they were co opted and stuff like right. that. Just like the communist movement, no, no, much Russia like the Tea Party and the Republican yeah, Party. Yeah, co-opted. yeah, we were co opted, but it just seemed the right went so far in with this guy. Well, the right has a long track record of being uh, murderers. Yeah, uh, fat. Listen, there's fascism and. Uh, you know, these, these central government dictatorships, uh, they're all brutal. Yeah. They've always been brutal. It's how they survive. They have to be brutal. That's how you maintain order. Um, on the left, you have a tr- the true left. You have um, democratic socialist governments. Um, democratic socialist government, not the socialist governments you're talking no, about. No, socialist governments, I actually put them back on the right because... They're, they're, they're dictatorships. And off, off you go again because a socialist government is going to use all the, 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 the tools of that a dictator would. You know what? We're, we're going to take a brief break here. It's just for a commercial break and we're going to go right into it. I'm going to pause it. Good. Unless you need to use the bathroom. Yep. The bathroom. Okay, this is in the keys part and we're going to get right back into it. Whether you're one of our regular visitors to the Florida Keys or you can't wait to visit for the first time, you'll want to stay up to date on everything that's going on in the Florida Keys. To learn all the secrets, tips, and the stuff we don't talk about to anyone but each other, visit 43keys.com. Sign up for our newsletter and never miss any of the exciting things we have planned for you. That's 43keys, the number four, the number three, keys.com. Okay, we're back. <laughs> See, that was literally like two seconds. Wasn't it was. It? They don't know so, that. So, uh, no, you don't know that, but we did that just so uh, our production company can put in uh, a little advertisement into it. So, as you were saying, I, I would equate historically, uh, uh, I am a student of history, and that uh, whenever the Whenever there's a revolution, the moderates are co-opted. They're always co-opted, and they're and they're the victims. The moderates are always victims. They're, uh, if you think of a, the spectrum of uh, some people like to call it a circle or a line, but I would call it more of a circle because extremism, like Pol Pot and well, what do you call Nazi right wing? Because if you start going right out, it starts going. You get divergent views. You get more nationalism on this side. You get internationalism, they say, and communitarian things. And it starts going by. And then you have people that are willing to do things further, further, further as you go down there. And in the beginning, in the, in the end, they meet again. Like Pol Pot. They kill people in Cambodia because they looked smart. When they had glasses, that means they read. You know, because it was a agrarian country. If you have glasses, you don't need glasses if you're a farmer or something. Yes, you do. You got to look at stuff. You got to be able to do some things. But uh, they, they put people in, in, in uh, concentration camps. They killed, I mean, for a small country, they killed over a million people. I think it was uh, Cambodia had like mm-hmm. something like 14 million people. They killed over a million. Um, uh, same thing in, oh, look at that. The Austin Powers thing. It's my Austin Powers. Nigel, uh, Nigel uh, what was his name? Nigel. Nigel. Yeah. Nigel something something. Here. <laughs> Michael York. So we're back. So what the the way I would say about disagreement is that, um, okay, the guy's doing something wrong. This current president's doing something wrong. Why do you have to defend him? Because you went in all in on him? And forget about this. You know, you know in your heart of hearts. Obama did not do those stuff. He did not do things that the corrupt stuff. The guy's intelligent. He was the true stable genius. Yeah, if, if Obama's guilty of something, um, perhaps maybe being timid, 
where historically maybe presidents would not have been timid. I'll bring uh, red lines of Syria uh, and the Ukraine. Yeah. Um, but he, I, I've heard him talk, and it wasn't so much timid. It was a very uh, deliberate, well-articulated policy to avoid greater conflict. And given the, um, the positioning of Russia in, in those two theaters, what we could have ended up with, mind you, during both of those, there's the Iran lingering yeah. in, in the background. And there was the, what are we, we need to get this other thing out of Iran because they're working on nuclear weapons. Well, we, so you have this, no, you have we, this we, remember, remember when, uh, prior to the election, uh, I, I think it was the 2012 that Obama said I wouldn't, or I wouldn't have a problem. Or it could have been 2008. Uh, I wouldn't have a problem sitting down talking to these despots. And these holier than thou motherfuckers right now said, "I can't believe that you said that." Right. You freaked out. We don't so do that. Thing, as we don't Americans. do that as Americans. Right. And this guy legitimized a dictator that uses. Anti-aircraft weapons to assassinate or to uh, to um, what do they call that when you kill someone when you uh, state kill someone to um, execute people to execute you said he uses that and uses poison and things like that and then you have that Vladimir Putin that uses a state where they murder uh, journalists and things like that discrediting uh, journalists and and vilifying. Whole groups of people, the LGBTQ uh, community in Russia, oh, it's, horrible, totally, right? it's, it's horrible, horrible over there, and and it's a way to uh, where the, the people in power, the, the the oligarchs that are in charge, do not give a shit. They got gay people in their family. They love them. They love their family members. Of course, they, they do. do. Donald Trump loves his family and stuff like that. He just doesn't love your family. He doesn't give a shit about your family. But you have the uh, you have this unbridled support in the face of irrefutable what should be irrefutable yeah. facts. So and, 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 and bending and bending of the rules for stuff like this. Oh well, you know what? They're doing something bad. We're just asking them to investigate yeah. people they do. And you know, the same thing if our allies, when we had great allies under Obama. Um, the European Union was way into us and stuff like that. And so, oh, well, they were because we've given up all our... Well, you know what? How are we doing right now? We're falling behind against Russia and China. There's a reason I why mean, we, we paid We more. are weaker. We are weaker yeah. now than ever before under this, this president. And it's going to have... The ripple effects will go on even the, with yeah. the next president and the president after, the, you know, after World War II. He set a precedence for how, how oh, presidents he's, behave. He's and now over. they can't. Now, if you investigate him, it says, like, how, how is a Republican-led uh, uh, Congress going to be able to subpoena records from a Democratic president now? How are we going to hold a Democratic president responsible for their behavior? Remember that, remember the Dallas officer who shot the black guy we just talked about? Uh, um, yeah, here's well, the, here's the decision you leave rational Americans with. Um, something Joe Biden two days ago got a lot of heat over. Yeah, uh, and the heat that he got was he was not responding in kind enough to Trump. Uh, he wasn't, in other words, being fighting Joe. Yes, he was being uh, calculated uh, and parsing his words, being very careful. Yeah. All right, again. Um, I've actually met Joe Biden. So, yeah, I, it wasn't a very long discourse. Did you meet him down here? Because, you know, he came down here a couple times. Yeah, and that's, I was working that detail and, uh, okay. had a little FaceTime with him. Oh, really? How was he? Um, he's an amazing, he's an amazing guy. Someone had told him that my son was sick. Uh huh. And, uh, at that time, um, was Actually, Bo, no. Bo, 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 was Bo, Bo, Bo was sick. Someone had told him my son had passed. Yeah. And uh, I didn't realize that another sergeant had had, had mentioned that. Uh-huh. To him. He dropped what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when a vice president of the United States um, is traveling, they're on a pretty tight schedule. Yes. Uh, the Secret Service is a little on edge. Uh, 
when things interfere with that schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't. They don't say anything, yes. but you can. They are not happy. They're concerned. Uh, his his personal assistant, his aide. Yes. Um. Um. I guess just knew better, but he broke ranks. Um. And just stood in front of me. I, you know, we're standing in, yeah. in a line, and he stood in front of me and put his arms on my shoulders. You know, he likes to hold and grab and touch. Yeah. He's a very touchy-feely guy. Yeah. Not that I would have ever thought that he was trying to molest me. Yeah. I don't care if he gave me a hug, which yeah. at the end, he did. Wow. That was a very passionate, like, son, I feel for you. But what I didn't know was his son was dying. And you didn't, he never let on. Yeah. He never said, because he's pretty committed. That was a personal family thing. And um, if you read his book, uh, you, you really get that he, he struggled a lot. Oh, you read his book? Uh, so you yes. read about how, how he went through with his wife? Uh, yes. It, it was. So in all of that, here he is focusing out of himself. Now, some people say, well, isn't that what a good politician does? Well, yeah. But under those circumstances, he must be like the best politician because, or one of the best. Mm -hmm. Because he never intimated uh, what was going on. And and because it was genuine, Uh um, it wasn't necessary to intimate it. He was just having a moment with another man empathizing with the loss of a son. Um, now, take that to, to today's events where Donald Trump uh, uses words like bullshit, bullshit in his tweets, and he has said the word fuck. You know what? And, I, do not, I, do not, I do not have a problem with someone using those words. Is that using them as a leader of the country... Attacking his yeah. opponents using it and saying, you know, if he said, if he said, you know what, the destruction of the reefs of the world and the fisheries is bullshit, you know, and saying like that, that's not wrong. Or you say, oh, I can't believe the amount, uh, oh, he could say something conservative even, but to attack his opponents directly using that word, it's just like, you know what, maybe. Maybe it is appropriate, but he's, it's empty-headed, and it, it doesn't it doesn't really it, it doesn't really give him a base to make the attack. He loses the argument. Yes, and that's the reason why to maintain the higher ground, to maintain your integrity of office, to maintain the office first, uh-huh. you second. The office is the uh, representative of the American yeah. people. George Washington took great care in setting precedent knowing he was setting precedent yeah. while occupying that office and not occupying that office more than two times. It was too much. Yeah. That was all. Washington basically writes the outline that we have added to of what constitutes proper presidential yes. protocols. And then, yeah, I mean, there was at the time where so some, of, you some, of the this, officer, some of his officers said, hey, listen, we can establish a monarchy over here in the absolutely. United States. And you could be the leader. They wanted a parliament at one point. Why want to work here? And no, no. And and Washington was a man of few words, Mm -hmm. but his words, when spoken, were extraordinarily powerful. And he was in such high regard. And here's the great thing: I have to disagree with you a little on the parliament thing. I think the parliament thing may not be too bad a thing because actually you don't have to wait four years. That may be a great idea. But the fact is, it was brought up as 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 an example of where we. Bet MGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code Champion two hundred and win two hundred dollars in free bets when you place a ten dollar money line wager on any Major League Baseball game, and either team hits a home run regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 when you bet 10 bucks on an MLB game and either team hits a home run. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the king of sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia 
Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. We play for bravery. We play for big hearts in tiny bodies. We play for the fighter within. We play for life reclaimed. Disease in remission. Stories rewritten. We're Children's Hospital of Richmond at VCU, and we nurture the champion in every child. We fight the forces that threaten them, and we play to win. Learn how at chrichmond.org. Go. Uh, During the the debate uh, of how uh, we're going to... I've, um, oh God, what would you call it? A constitutional monarchy. Correct. That's okay. Yeah, and no. And all of that was. Oh, I'm not saying that. All part. of that was. Well, because you have parliaments without right. constitutional monarchies. Correct. Yeah. But I mean, they still recognize it was. It was the closest thing to what they yeah. knew, right? The motherland being one. But you have the office represents the people. It must be held in the highest regard, especially by the occupant. When the occupant denigrates the office, yeah. when he makes the office uh, no greater than a floozy in a bowling alley. Well, the, the office is no greater than the occupant. Then the world sees us as a floozy in a yeah. bowling alley. Yeah. And it sees you and me and everyone who's listening and it, it, the disregard... Hey, the leadership well, wait, wait follows. No disrespect to flu- floozies and bullying. I've known some pretty interesting uh, floozies. Yeah, yeah. But the and, point and is... They were wonderful. Um, but what I mean is, you know, I could have easily said anything else, but you, you, I, even a floozy wouldn't want his or her, because you can be a male floozy, quite frankly. I think I've done it. They wouldn't want, I don't think, a president to act like a, like a common thug. You know, yeah, get back. No, no so, American does. So, so how do you? How do you? Well, we have this ill-tempered discourse right now. Yeah. And yet, you have this young man in Dallas who's a Christian. Yes. Um, and who, but who believes in the message of Christ? Yes. He's a. I wouldn't even say he was a Christian. I, I you know, because there there's so many different variations of that. I would say he's a true follower of Christ's yeah. words, and in doing so, he said. I'm, you know what? I, I'm obligated. I'm obligated to love you and forgive you and forgive you, and then mean it. And it was not what anyone expected, unless, of course, you you follow, you know, those words or words like it, and it makes perfect sense. When I was in leadership training. The example was if you put your hand up yeah. and your opponent puts his hand up against yours, and that's indicative of you pushing your way, he's pushing, yeah. you know, you're pushing towards him, he's pushing towards yeah. you, your hands are yeah. in this like arm wrestling struggle. Indicative, the metaphor is I'm making my point, you're making your point, but none of us are relenting or giving ground. What would happen if you just took your hand away? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. Really? What would happen? Does the sun come up tomorrow? Yeah. Are you? Do you still have your point to make? Yeah. So that that's more of a of an Eastern religion way of I, seeing. I, it. I never I, to get back and and to get out of maybe this uh, loop of uh, you pretty much get the idea that we're not supporters of this guy. But when it comes to absolutes. Like I have friends in Philadelphia that uh, they're police officers, and and there's a guy down here who's a I'm a, I'm, a, I'm acquainted with, and I would say we're on friendly terms, and he always supports police officers, which is great. Mm-hmm. But you have to give up one thing. Why is this absolutism always right, always wrong, always this, always that? Meaning there are people in every field. That happened bad. And you're going to say Geiger. Geiger was the name of the woman in Fort Worth. I just remember that. Okay. She was wrong. And she wasn't on her, she wasn't on her game that day. She did it wrong. It was, it was, it was uh 
it was just a monumental fuck up that she's going to have to pay the price for. But you can't always support someone just because, just like uh, I was in the military. You can't always say that, you know, oh, these vet, 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 vet. There are vets out there that kill people, that collected ears and did all this stuff. Lion's share of them didn't do it. Well, in the there was that Lieutenant Cali in Vietnam where they killed right. a whole, tried to uh, exterminate a whole village. It happened. It doesn't make everyone wrong. This is where they had a problem with the left and the right. Right. Not all vets were wrong. Not all vets were when you're on the left. They weren't all wrong. They thought in their head they were defending their country against creeping communism. And the people on the right, all the people that protest the war, some of them saw and say, hey, listen, it doesn't matter. These are these people trying to determine their national uh Representation, their government. This is they believe that when there's a foreign power and they're conducting military operations, they're there to fight, and they're going along with this system. They may not even understand, but they're nationalists. You're not all right, all wrong, all the time. Can't you make a fucking compromise every so often? No, no, no. The greatest. I mean, you can't go like this, and you can't. That's why we support this one guy. I'm, I'm telling you. Bogdanovich, the guy that was um, the governor of Illinois, and he did all his crazy shit. How we, I mean, you can't stick with someone who's toxic. There's wrong people out there or something. Anthony Weiner, poor guy, man, he was, he had a great message. He was smart and all this stuff. He also but had he had a, a thing about young girls. And his dick. And his dick. Yeah. And his thing. He's he had to gotta go. go. <laughs> He's gotta go. He's gotta go. You know what? Don't, don't get too married to the fucking guy. You know no. what? In Germany, if they thought, oh, the guy with the little mustache has some really radical ideas and stuff like that. He knows how to, he knows how to get people excited. And all of a sudden go, what's this thing about Jews? What? What? You, you can say, why wasn't there enough people say, well, that's a little fucking radical. This always happens in historical movements. I always, I, I've seen this. I've seen it time and time again. It happened in the French Revolution. It didn't happen in the American Revolution. You know why? Because it was so, like, 50-50. There was a lot of loyalists. People that wanted to be loyal to the monarchy. But the British were distracted. They have other interests. And they were we pushed back just enough and had enough aid by the French that the most radical, the most radical of revolution, American revolutionaries, did not take over. If they did, it could have been really shitty for people that were loyalists. Loyalists. Right. Now what happens with uh, the French Revolution? The extremes take over. Robespierre and all this stuff. I mean, fucking, they go and kill people. Guillotines going. Heads are rolling. They were extreme. Citizen councils. You have illiterate people sitting on councils and say, well, fuck it. Well, they were brutalized. When you have people that are brutalized and had ver very little time, they're working day to day, very little time to think about what's going on and how we can move forward, they're going to make the most radical decisions. Just like in Cambodia and stuff like that. You have the lowest beaten down people. Haiti. Haiti, for instance. Toussaint Louverture. When Haiti was overthrown, you had a, uh, a, it was a French colony. It was a brutal slave society where they did crazy, kind of like Caligula. If you hear some of the stories about it, it was incredible. And you hear about the brutality of the slaves when they arose, killing babies and stuff. What the fuck? They did the same thing to their babies. When you see your babies being slung up on the trees and right. not giving a shit about your life and stuff like that, you're going to do the same thing. And there's no way to conduct it. But the model for reconciliation, the model for reconciliation, and we discussed it in the beginning of the show, Nelson Mandela. South yeah. Africa. You would no the one reconciliation would have, commission, right. and and it, and it went or against the peace, and a, the peace and forgiveness. And you know what? Forgiveness. I, I, I it's not just a religious concept; it's a humanist concept. Yeah. Forgiveness uh, has been around a long time. The benefits of it, the the the, uh, the how it forwards society 
uh, has been written uh, probably for about five or six thousand years. You yeah. know, into the into the Eastern religions, um, they reflect on how important and why it's important uh, to do this. It's as important to the person that's doing the forgiving as the person yes. that's receiving it. Yes, I mean it could be even more so, and it it enables them to move forward. And to be do something constructive. But we we come from a we come from a, a Western society that is that's hoodwinked on a certain aspect, a certain a certain variant, a strain, a, a certain soylent green, soylent green version of Christianity that that's hell bent on on the Pentateuch, on on the f- the five books of the Old yeah. Testament, uh, where an eye for Leviticus. an eye. Yeah, the Levitical rule essentially is is uh, it's it's our version. It's Western Christian it's version of of uh, Muslim, yeah, uh, radical religious rule. And they, um, they would throw just like uh, the guy well, they from. Did. They it, would throw. It, they've done it. People off the roofs. They just did it several hundred years and ago. Burn them, right? And kill them, and yeah. just whatever they had to do with people they feel that are. Uh, what do they call it? Apostates or blasphemy or well, blasphemy. abomination? An abomination, right? Well, blasphemy was a huge one. God forbid you say something that a person in the church takes issue with. Um, blasphemy. I mean, if you could go and tell your parents to go say "fuck you," but blasphemy is—that's what you're saying. That's blasphemy. Yeah, but blasphemy is also—I disagree with you. Blasphemy right. is—you know—I don't think. I don't think you, you're translating the, the spiritual word of God. That's interpretation. Oh, but it's blasphemy to a sense. I know, it's interpretation. Right. What I'm just saying, it's just rejecting... The danger of rejecting, blasphemy rejecting the deity. whoever's in power gets to decide how you're going to speak yeah. and eventually what you're going to think. Mm-hmm. Well, this is where we're at today. The Republican Party and some in the Democratic Party... No, I agree. separate I, them. I, 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 I if agree. you veer from... Just like what Joe Biden did. Joe Biden didn't answer Trump in Trumpisms, and the, le- the, 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 the news media started picking on him, saying, well, you know, if that's what you expect, how is he going to win? Come on, you got to step yeah, it up, you buddy. Know, the, well, the, wait a minute. The one, the one thing I always had a problem with with this thing was, wasn't necessarily they're all wrong and we're all right, but... They bought in. I think they bought into the golden calf so so much. The golden calf. Just think of it. Here's a metaphor. Uh, Moses went up to the mountain, talked to a burning bush. I don't know if he talked to burning bush at the same time, but he got the tablet. Well, burning bush and him had a conversation. And yeah. stone tablets. So burning bush may have been earlier, and then he got stone tablets when he went up to Mount Sinai, and then he came down, and the people were so committed to the golden calf. And the golden calf's great metaphor for yourself. So committed. He said, well, we're bought into it. He said, fuck you, Moses. You know, you left us here. You went up there and something. And he goes, and I brought you these 15, remember? Yeah, 15. <laughs> 10, but cracked up. <laughs> uh, and that part, will you buy in so hard? When you buy in so hard, why? Why? I mean, there, there are chinks in the armor right now. There are people that aren't supporting them. There are senators. There's senators running against him. Senator Flake. He said if he's nominated, the orange guy is nominated, they're going to vote for him. Even after all the bullshit that went on and stuff. You know, there's one point, just walk away for it, save your party. You're going you're to so decimate for a short-term gain. If you really believe that we're going to turn, my buddy wrote a book. Talked about 2016 America being a socialist paradise or whatever, something like that. And it's not going to happen that way and stuff like that. We're just trying to talk about little equal distribution resources. That's all. Oh, when you say, if you say equal distribution resources, people flip out. Maybe, maybe the top 0.1% shouldn't have 35% of. They must have hated Eisenhower. Yeah, Eisenhower, well, yeah, was 85, 80%. Damn near 90%, 90 on the top tax brackets. Yeah, and a and, Republican. And the greatest okay. expansion post war ever. And, and it's almost unfair to use that as an example because post war there would be 
an exponentially grand expansion because industry is going now back and boys is converting men to are coming uh, consumer home. economy. Right. And then we had the Marshall Plan right. and all this stuff. We had to go and build up Europe. But why? Yeah. And then, the, you know, we need that. We need they to needed that tax money. All right. So it doesn't have to be 97%. But the idea is larger taxes for the wealthier don't hurt stimulus. We've. Oh, wait, we wait, approach wait, wait, our the politics. Only thing, only thing you're saying is that I need, I need a billion dollars for myself and my family. Think about it. I need a billion dollars for what? For what? I don't need a billion dollars. No, but you need a billion dollars for I what? Need, I need. And you were recreated, and people have died to defend your right. To have that, because we didn't get conquered by the Axis powers. Now, well, you, if you were fucking that gung-ho and having a billion dollars, you probably would have fucking collaborated with the Germans and the Japanese either, too. You, you stop, you motherfuckers. I just want to say that. If you, I don't believe in your patriotism, it is false patriotism. The patriotism are the people that, the men and women that died defending this country. Beginning and end. Not the people that go and fucking walk up and hug the flag like this motherfucker does. And I get really think I hate that when he hunts a flag. Because none of those people, none of his people served. Now, the people that may believe in him, okay, you're deluded. I'm sorry you're deluded, you dumb motherfuckers. But this guy got he, away with a bone spur. He, he literally represents everything that they, that they would literally put fire to. So No sacrifice. He takes that purple heart from that man. And puts it in his pocket after saying, hey, I always wanted one of these. My dad had uh, a Purple Heart with uh, two oak leaves in it. And no, you don't get you don't get one of those. No, you don't. It, the George, George Washington's medal, you don't get to wear, you piece of shit. What you also don't get to do is pretend you're a patriot. You're a narcissist. And a traitor. Well, he's a traitor. He's a traitor. No, I mean, he's not when, you invite, when you invite, he's treacherous. Our he's treacherous. treacherous. When you invite our biggest adversary that interfered with our election into the Oval Office without having it's treachery, it's treachery. It's treachery. It's not. He's not a traitor. I think he's a traitor. I believe he's a traitor. If you want to say in, in a, a personal in, game, a, in a colloquial reference, I would like to say he is willing to sacrifice our national security. For his personal gain. Okay. That's treachery of the highest order, um, but it's not he, treason. Believe, it's not treason. Is he a traitor to the construct of the Constitution? But he's not guilty of treason, is what I'm really saying. I think he's guilty of treason. I know. Treason is given... Listen, if you're a spy for another country, you know, if you get caught giving secrets, like he gave secrets to uh, the Israelis, the Russians. It's still not and treason. the reason... That's not treason? Because we're not at war. You have to be at war for the statute to okay, be appropriate. You're right. And we, didn't, we didn't... Well... It's treachery. If we had a democratic president... It's there would giving have been away a war. state they secrets. Consider, they consider the meddling of 2016 was a warlike act. When you meddle in someone's election. If Congress... By the way, Congress this is the... This it is was the, a Republican-controlled Congress. This is the other part of the statute. Yeah. Congress, had they said, we consider this an act of war, and it passed, then he very well may be a, tra- he, he, a traitor. You know what? He has such a low bar for calling other people treasonous and traitors. And oh, I get that completely. I know. I, so, absolutely. you know what? Under his under his definition, he is uh, a traitor. Traitor. And okay. treasonous. Okay, I'll give you that. But, Under his definition, but it's far by far than anybody, any of the whistleblowers, any people that push back and done that stuff. But it's 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 the highest form of treachery, regardless what he's doing, and and and. Well, you know what? Dismantling the Constitution, the uh, constitutional protections. Well, the people around him that really, that really have that, the brains are. This is their objective: the Bannons and the Millers. The Millers, Bannon, they. Yeah, but you know what? He's he, still there, he, you think? The, 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 that stain ain't going away. And Miller acts more, more like a Schusenstaffel than, than an SS Joseph, member. Than, Joseph Goebbels. Yes, very much so. And 
and, and you know, if you could do the parallels, they're actually pretty scary. But look, I, I've talked to a lot of Republicans. I work in my job with a staunch Trump supporter. And it's difficult sometimes to, to deal in facts. And I always tell them, you, you, you can have your own opinions, but you don't get to have your own facts. Yeah. And when we get through that, the hubris, and we kind of get through the cloud of, can we just yeah. agree to disagree, which we do a lot. We couldn't work together if yeah. we didn't. And then you get to, well, what is it that we share? What is it that we share? And we all, both he and I, we all want the same thing. Uh, we, we don't want the super rich to go, well, without paying something. And clearly, that the burden shouldn't be on the middle class. If the United States wants to have a true expansion, it's already been proven if you put that money into the middle class, we tend to spend more of it. And it's more of a stimulus than letting the super rich have it. So we we discuss that, and and it's a conversation, and it's I would a back love and to talk forth. to them sometimes. Say, what is your goal? What is a great America? But there's is another it, thing. It, it, it's a well educated. No, no, there's no, 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 no. Here's another thing. I, 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 I a, a, a common trait. Many of them don't read. Not that they can't read. They don't read, and I. It's confounding to me. And like the Mueller report comes up, and I simply ask someone, well, well have you read it? Well, uh, well, the answer, when we get through all the bullshit, because they don't want to answer it, is no, I have not read it. And so I ask, well, why wouldn't you read it? And it, and they use the, the tools, I call them the tools of religion. Yeah. Well, it was promulgated by an illegal committee, and well, it's I'm, fake news. They never said the word promulgated. No, ah, that's my word. That's not, they never said it promulgated. No, it's it was a, instigated. It was instigated. Or, Hillary Clinton did it. it, it and it's always the enemy. Something the other enemies. word. A and they end word. up squawking the talking points of deep their, state, demo, of their deep, demagogue. Deep state. So let's get back real quick. How do you deal with this? Government cannot function without compromise. I think we all can agree that the two bodies are in no position at any kind of discussion, and very seldomly do they compromise, although there have been some things that Supposedly, there, I mean, I mean um, who knows? If it gets deep and dark enough, and there's 25 Republicans... This man's calling for civil war on top of everything else. I know, and that's the one where the 25 Republicans come and say, fuck, you yeah. know what? Do, are, are we... A line too far? Are we, did we go too far? Are we going to rip the country apart for the sake of this stupid, ignorant, narcissistic, uh, cowardly, uh, self-aggrandizing motherfucker? And he is. I'm sorry. They try to defend. And they say he's great. And they're on a the Trump train. The big, fat, uh, red-haired guy that does the big fucking comb-over. He's beautiful. He's ugly. Physically ugly. He's personally Got emotionally, a really beautiful man. wife, though, who, who can't seem he to. He can't speak English. Who supposedly speaks six, six languages and could be the whistleblower. I want to. <laughs> uh, I want to blow the whistle. <laughs> I can see. I have blown so many things. How do I blow I this blow whistle? whistle? Can you help? Okay, no. Fill out these forms. You can do it. And um, can I get Oprah to fill out the yes. forms for me? Because yes. I took the last shit from her book. Yes. <laughs> Well, listen, we're going to, you know, we're almost at an hour. We're going to be in up in an hour. It's a very passionate conversation. Yeah. Hey, let me just throw this out there. Yeah. You know, this is something that people now avoid. Talking any politics with family, talking any politics with friends, because they just automatically think an argument. So my encouragement is, if, if you understand that you're, you know, to compromise. Look, it's not important to me, let's say if you were a staunch Trump supporter. It's not important to me that you're a staunch Trump supporter. Um, most people, and I'll bank on this, most people understand that if we're friends, that we can put our politics over just to the side a little bit. And we can kind of point to it, both of us, and say, well, I, you know, this is where I'm at. This is where you're at. But what do we agree on? This works most of the time with acquaintances, friends, family. Yeah. When it doesn't, then I would say that no matter what side they're on, they're poisonous. 
And I would encourage you to probably avoid them at all costs because if they can't even respect you enough to see you enough to honor your, that you have an opinion as yeah. a human being, then they don't give a shit about you. No matter what they wouldn't quote, as they say in the South, they wouldn't piss on you if you were on fire. And I would avoid those people at all costs. I, I you but know what I really. Politics is not a gladiator I, sport. And I refuse to root for my favorite politician like I do for the NFL. It's not the same. And it's an aberration to do that. Yeah. But this I, is where it's gotten in, in the social construct of America that our politics is, it's, it's a reflection of me. No, it's not. It's a reflection of us. No, what you know, it used to be that guy would take some money from uh, uh, some lobbyists and stuff like that to push their uh, their interest. Uh, but now it's like this this guy's just taking everything. And uh, I think with um, I really, and this is the the final thing I would say. You, you know what? If you're angry and you, you know you still got your girlfriend and you're a Trump supporter, that's great. She's you're beating the shit out of her. That's probably what probably what you do. I mean, I'm sorry. This is my opinion that if you could do something like that, support this asshole, that you're probably likely to be one of these guys that beat the shit out of him, being some kind of asshole, or she's beating the shit out of you. And if you're single, you're probably not going to get fucked anymore. You're probably ugly. You're probably fat. Probably out of shape. I'm sorry. You can, you can. I'm sorry about that. But if you're self, if you're well adjusted and your mental processes are working, think about what you're doing. Think about what you're doing. Think about your country in the future. Do you think that coal is our future? Do you think that uh, negotiating with uh, Kim Jong-un, who's firing off missiles left and right now because of the negotiations that, I mean, we're not going to do anything about it now. They're pretty much, we pretty much gave that up. We're not. We gave that up. And we're not going to protect any allies in the South China Sea. So China's going to build all their shit over there. So we, we probably gave up the Far East already. Okay? This this uh, this national defense president, we are at the fucking weakest we've ever been since the Civil War. Since the Civil War. World War One, we were over here and stuff. Like all that shit's going over. They weren't going to do shit to us because we could have built up really. But but now we are we're the weakest. We are going. We are on such a downhill ride right now. The national defense, economically, with the trade war and stuff like that, the economy's going south. I'm not wishing for it. I did not want that to happen. I wanted him gone for just personal reasons. The way he behaves, he's a bad guy. Not a good guy, and you got to give up on this idea that this guy, your your earned saver, is going to do something for you. And done anything hardly doesn't done it. It doesn't done. It. He lost. All. Listen, if you're a working class person, you've lost step with it. The the economy's going south. If you're um, if you're a farmer, you're losing. You're losing. If you're a coal miner, <laughs> your fucking jobs are gone. You know that. No, you're the hope of transition to a tech job in the very area. Yes, that you live. They didn't even. They didn't even consider that as an option. That's an Obama, say, That was an Obama know, abortion that he yeah, got rid of. That the idea was, you know, you could go to renewables and all that stuff, right. and you say, yeah, we'll train the coal miners, get into renewables and stuff like that. No, fuck that. Go back into coal mines. Coal mines are dead. Mm-hmm. Just like the, uh, just like Western Union with the Telegraph. Just like, um, fucking blimps. That's done. We're moving on. And you got to move on. And everyone else is moving and on. And you're not listening. You're probably not listening. You get angry. You have people come in and yell at me. Say, you got, one guy gave me an argument in the bar. He says, you know, you got to start giving people the right to speak up and say, I don't have to give anybody the fucking right. This is my show. If you want to, create your own show. See how fucking yeah. great you want to listen yeah. to your show and say, this hey, is listen, watch a- how I suck uh, Donald Trump's dick. <laughs> and let him blow in your face. I'm sorry to make it so brutal and stuff like that. That's the way it is. You go create your own fucking show if you want to do that. If you're going to go and and blindly follow that asshole. It's over. It is over now. I swear to God, I keep on saying this. And I can't believe it's still going on. I can't believe that I could turn on Fox News and see people, well, the Bidens are going to... The Bidens? No, the Trumps. 
Biden's not even in office yet. Biden's not even in office yet. He may or may not. We know there's shit out there that's being blocked and coming in with Trump. The whataboutisms are, are, yeah. are, are ridiculous. For, for, as far as debate and argument, uh, bring up a whatabout. Do a whataboutism in a debate. Yeah. You'll, you'll be laughed off stage. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's a tool of the ignorant. Well, what about so-and-so? No, that's a childish argument. You're making the argument of a child. You know, uh, I know you are, but what am I? Is the same argument. So does it matter, you know, that politician A, B, or C had controversy? And there were investigations and there was no crimes found? Um, that now this guy's doing the same thing or similar things and there's investigations but we can't do that because what about her? Well, what about her? They're still they're still talking about what her. about her? She they're was still... investigated nine times for Benghazi, five times, for, and she showed up for, for the hearing. Thirteen hours. Thirteen and she hours. Was there for the hearing. Right. She didn't turn down the subpoena. Yeah, yeah. She negotiated. Jordan's still out there, fucking fluffing. Uh, uh, so, Trump. and it was an all Republican Congress that did it. And Ditkus, there's some 14 investigations that she had to wade through. And for good reason. You don't get rid of those emails. You don't use it on an unsecured server. And Benghazi brought up some questions. Great. They had investigations. They were desperate to find criminality. They couldn't. The opposing party who was in charge of these things. Oh, oh, okay. So what are you admitting to when you say, well, what about her? What you're saying is, my party sucks it can't investigate its way out of a box, or is what you're saying, well, she didn't do anything wrong. Well, you know, it's one or the other. But how does that excuse the current president from soiling the office of president and destroying America? How does that get him off the hook? It doesn't. It doesn't get him off the hook. So it, He's in, he's, he's in the villages as we speak right now. He's in Florida. He's only a couple hundred miles north of us. And um, you know what I like to say? I hope you get explosive diarrhea while you're there. I hope... And a lot of turbulence on the way home. And a lot of turbulence on the way home. Uh, I'd like to thank Papa Joe. We are one minute, uh, one hour, one minute. I went 1,000 episodes <laughs> or 2,000. Did we go for an hour? Yeah, we went over for now. Oh, an hour or five minutes. Awesome. And uh, I like to thank Papa Joe. Thank Papa Joe. You're welcome. I have more Coca Cola. You gotta take some of it. Um, um, my name's Jim. I'm the Keys Bartender. We'd like to thank you for listening. This may not have been as humorous, but it was venting. And that's what bartenders do. That's what we do. And uh, if you don't believe it, believe it now. Here we go. Talk to you later. <laughs>